Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes Please, and more. I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however, it's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert, sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF, who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human, erotic, and sexual experience, and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I'm a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman, and in my work I specialize in female sexuality, and I work with women with pussies, and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me. Expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you, and even though I'm an expert on this topic, I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion, not a must, so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay. Hi, and welcome again. I'm delighted that you're here. And now let's dive into today's topic. Hi, beautiful. Today is another shameless episode. And if you're thinking, why should I be listening to this? I'm not going to join shameless for whatever reason. Well, then, yeah, I totally get that. And also do listen to this anyways, because we talk about such interesting topics, not just about Shameless and why you should join and how amazing I am and the program is. (laughs) You can disregard those things, but we talk about things that really matter to life and that could really provoke you to think outside the box or have a new perspective on things in your sexuality. It could give you inspiration to try new things with yourself or with your partner or whatever. So even if you're never considering joining Shameless, this is still a very valuable episode for you. And Faith talks about her incredible transformation in First Slut Academy and then Shameless, specifically how she's really owned her pleasure and sexuality, how these programs served her as she was moving through a big, big life transition after healing cancer and going through chemo. And really stepping into like, fuck it, I'm alive, I'm going to fucking thrive. And pleasure helped her integrate and move on after that big ordeal that getting a cancer diagnosis and getting cancer treatment was for her. And most specifically, Faith at the ripe age of 40 plus in a marriage, she has a, a daughter she realized that, ooh, I'm a kinky person. Ooh, I love kink. And so I've been with her on that journey to really help her step into acceptance and embracing her true erotic nature and empowering her and giving her the confidence to navigate that and to bring that topic to her husband and to open up her marriage so that she could explore her authentic expression of what it means to be faith on this planet and that's what happens in shameless every woman who does the work who shows up for the practices and the coaching will realize something about their self maybe it's something that they already knew and it's just about really accepting it and empowering it or there are surprises inside that could be slightly surprising and shocking but we do the work to really normalize it What that is for you and for each individual woman, I don't know. I have no idea. But there is a very deep transformational power to doing that work of really stepping into connecting with your original essence. It's so healing. It goes beyond just the orgasms, right? And the fun and pleasure of having sex. It's about really living in truth and 
waking up in the morning and feeling like, yes, and going to bed at night and feeling, yes, and feeling like there are no fragmented parts and pieces and you're living with all these masks or filters or facades, but there's coherence. And that is a very, very beautiful thing that one can achieve through doing the work in Shameless. And you also get the orgasms and the pleasure. So it's win-win, bitch. (laughs) Okay, let's listen to Faith. And remember, Shameless is open for enrollment. So if you're feeling a calling, then follow that. Click the link below to check out the program. We begin on April 11th. It's a year long. It's a very unique program, unlike anything else on this planet. And I am a very, very confident, very powerful coach and group teacher. So lean in, say yes, if that's what your pussy and your body are telling you. Enjoy this amazing conversation with Faith. Talk to you next week. Bye. Hi, Faith. Hi, Erica. How are you today? I am excellent. Waking up before dawn to talk to you. Really? Is it that early? Yeah. Uh, I'm honored. You look very vibrant and radiant as if, you know, the sun has already risen on you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. It feels that way. Yay. (laughs) Would you say that's how it feels after a year in Shameless? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I would say that. It, It feels like the sun has risen on on my being and there's like an inner radiance that I have access to and can enjoy and share with the world that feels powerful. Mm. Wow. That's a good feeling to have (laughs) as your like basal state of being. Tell me about it, woman. (laughs) No, many women don't feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And how would you then describe or yeah directly link that to in your own words and in your own through your own experiences how does doing sexual practices and crazy ass online coaching bring you to that state of being like what is it about it imagine if the woman listening to this doesn't know she's like a muggler in terms of haven't done self-pleasure practices and how would you describe that Mm. So I would say it actually takes me a moment to shift gears and awareness to place myself into muggle consciousness of pre-shameless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Pre, like what life was like before the sun had risen inside of my being. And well, I'll start by saying how it happens. Like one of the first things that is happening in the shameless container is each of the participants that say yes, we're stepping into your vortex. You are creating a portal for your participants that is shameless, you know, that celebrates our desires shamelessly. And so we come into this field that you've created and we start resonating with Erica Osborne as our like head resonator, if you will. And I'm the I'm the like the center, like mirror neuron. And then all your neurons start mirroring my neurons. And I'm like, shamelessness, bitches. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. And so your energy and the transmission that you carry in this lifetime of sexual shamelessness and celebration ripples through into our lives. And then we, I'll speak for myself, and then I sort of ingest it, if you will, and receive it. And it changes me, you know, and so that I act differently, I speak differently. And the practices and sort of getting a little bit more like less esoteric and more linear, the practices that you create, the lecture videos, the self-pleasure invitations, they help me reframe what sex and sexual energy is. And it opens up the landscape. So it's no longer this small, performative, focused on the other landscape. It's a landscape of, ooh, 
I'm going to actually like focus on my own body and my own sensations and see what where that takes me and rewire my nervous system so that this feels safe, so that I feel like I can explore this aspect of who I am with myself and with others in a way that feels like for the first time in my life, safe, you know, as opposed to like, mm, I don't know how this is going to end if this is the right person to be saying yes to. Like, no, this is absolutely the right person to be saying yes to. I feel so grounded and confident. Let's do this. Mm, what a beautiful description. And uh, it feels so good getting that reflection of myself and of the program and the practices and the effect it has on in this particular case, you. And I love that you mentioned that piece around stepping into a portal, like stepping through a portal into a vortex. Mm -hmm. I am showing up as the teacher and as the guide and as a professional in this course with a very, very crystal clear intention and energy that I've cultivated and that I've brought into it. And with the also, the utmost respect for everyone's individuality of what being sexual and shameless and powerful means to each individual. So there's no format. There's no model. The only model is connect to yourself to find your innermost original essence and authentic truth, whatever that means to you, whether that's sacred monogamy or you know, slutty, promiscuous, well, not that monogamy can't be slutty and promiscuous, but like in terms of plurality, right? Of lovers and non-monogamy or celibacy even. Um, sometimes I recommend women saying no to sex for the first three to six months in the program. So there's no one size fits all, but this very, very, almost like, for me, it almost feels like a radical, unfuckwithable energy of wanting each individual in the program to really find and connect with their inner essence of what that means of being shameless. And then with the practicality of what you mentioned around sex being non-performative or becoming non-performative and not about the other person, most people have sex from a format they learned when they were 15. <laughs> I did for many, many years, and it was yeah. very unsatisfying sex. And yeah. it was very performative and rest in peace, all the orgasms that I faked. I realized, oh, sex is about so much more than no one ever taught me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can remember, I don't know how many years ago it was now, like five years ago, when I first began this journey of sexual discovery and exploration, when I stopped breastfeeding our daughter. <laughs> Uh, my libido came back like boldly, wildly. And I was like, oh, this feels amazing. Let's do all the things. And I brought these all the things desires to my husband. And he was like, hell no, absolutely not. And I was like, what? What? I don't what? And, and a friend of mine who I was grieving with was like, well, I think you need to look into these teachers. I think, I think you need to know Layla Martin. Like, there's teachers out there who teach about sexuality. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? She was like, yeah, she's amazing. And I was like, huh, well, that's refreshing. And you are like a direct descendant of Layla Martin. You know what I mean? These women, these teachers, these individuals who are now resonating with this frequency. Like you, Erica, are went through your own transformation of shamelessness and reclaiming your sexuality and now you are like resonating with that frequency and sharing it with us and it's such a gift and it really is a different state of consciousness like it's it, it took you saw it took me a moment to put my brain into the other state of consciousness yeah. which feels like my body like twists into itself when i go there like it feels heavier and more tangled darker and there's something about living with this permission to be who we are and to want what we want that feels so freeing. And I think for people that dive deep into this kind of work, what we're diving into is personal transformation and healing. And that at this point kind of sounds trite, you know, like 
I feel like I've been in this world long enough that it just sort of sounds like meh, but it is truly profound. And our ability to connect with our bodies and flow with what is, whether it's grief or rage or laughter or confusion, like just allowing it to come through and not suppress it is a gift in and of itself. And I facilitated a a wine and paint your pleasure party this weekend with a group of women in my neighborhood. We gather seasonally and it blew my mind to learn as the conversation got more and more real and people were sharing about their lives. It blew my mind to learn that every single person around the table was medicated except for me, every single one. And I was just blown away. Like this is where most people are, you know, like I need to numb. I need to avoid. I need to just do the next right thing and be good and keep everything together without much focus on ourselves, our desires, our pussies, our bodies, our beauty, our power. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and for painting that bigger picture and also for reminding me of my my lineage and my own growth. And you've also done Layla's programs and like you said you've been on this path of sexual personal awakening and evolution work for the last five years so i'm curious to hear how you as a quite quote-unquote advanced pleasure practitioner was experiencing slash challenged by the practices in shameless because you spoke to like the muggle the muggler perspective of someone who's never done anything and stepping into this work but for someone who's done quite a lot of pleasure practices perhaps how does shameless go take you deep or satisfy mm. a next level kind of quest yeah yeah that's a good question so for all those hogwarts students out there <laughs> <laughs> pussy hogwarts <laughs> yeah <laughs> that sounds terrible if you haven't read harry potter then I don't know, you're lost. Like, you just have to <laughs> figure it out. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. So for, for more advanced practitioners on this path, you know, and, and, and many of them might have also taken Layla's program and become coaches themselves. And what Layla's program does that I think is remarkable is it throws you very gently and lovingly into the deep end of this work, you know. In a titrated but intense drinking from a fire hose way. So wait, that does that I just totally negated what I said. You cannot titrate a fire hose on full blast. I would also say it throws you into the deep end, not gently, but with warnings. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what it is. That's <laughs> dive in at your own. <laughs> like, what do you say? At your own choice? Yes. And you'll be deeply rewarded, but also this is not for the faint of heart. This will, this will like put you up against the things you've been avoiding. And so in some ways, we're these really well-trained sexual samurai. And that is perhaps, (laughs) you know, a dramatic way of putting it and inappropriate for me to say as a non-Japanese person. But we come out of that program and we're like, wow, look at all this power I have. Look at all this access to energy and aliveness and vitality and attunement to myself and to my partner and then the program's over and you're looking around and you're like where's the fire hose why am i not doing weekly pleasure practices where did that habit go you know and so for me i was so hungry to get back into that river of practice you know and accountability and having weekly calls and content to absorb and to continue to stretch and grow and challenge myself as a woman, as a wife, as a friend, as a mother, and as a daughter, like in different ways, and to have a group that I could come to, to get support with, you know, it just feels great to be well held, you know, and have a place to fall when you need to fall and to have a place to say, hey, this is where I am. Can you help raise me up? So for somebody who's more advanced in this world, that's what Shameless gave me. It kind of reconnected me to practices that felt really good and 
the system of accountability that also feels really good and being able to jump on calls with you consistently and see your coaching. And, you know, and that's another thing. Like as a coach, you want to be well coached mm. and you want to continue to expose yourself to great coaching. And you, Erica, are a great coach. And, you know, and so it's been beautiful to see you work with people and what comes out of your mouth, depending on what they bring, you know, to the table. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. You know, so it's personal development for me, but it's also professional development. And I would say of the highest quality. Mm, thank you. That is so sweet. I'm very delicious compliment to receive and I 100% agree I'm currently enrolled in a coaching program and it's so good for me it's not sexuality it's relationship it's Maggie Reyes marriage MBA I think it's called for relationship work and it's so good to be in a container where you admire the coach and and you get that personal development but it's also super inspiring for me as a professional and as a coach to be coached and to feel just held. And yeah, having a community, whether it's online or in person, but in this case with Shameless, it's online. So you have women from all over the world, from different backgrounds, different cultures, which is also interesting. It also adds to one's growth and perspective expansion. Mm -hmm. But having a community you can come to and just say literally anything, obviously not inappropriate, harmful things, but other than that, like there's nothing that is off topic. It's such a gift. It's such a rare gift to have a place and have people where you can bear your bones, bear your soul, bear your pains and struggles, but also your most bold and braggy celebrations and feel constantly, just totally, utterly supported and seen and witnessed. And there's, yeah, I think for me as a coach, one of the things that I'm most proud of is that I, I don't fear meeting anything in my clients. I really feel after 10 years of doing this work, seven years professionally teaching sexuality online, four years now coaching. Yeah, four years coaching one-on-one -on -one and group programs. I think I've seen it all. I've heard it all. Like there's nothing you could shock me with. Also mm -hmm. with extensive training. And so that feels so good at this point and i love it i absolutely love it i also never know what's going to come out of my mouth every time <laughs> it's just present like so present when i teach and coach that everything is it's pure present and there's a decade worth of studies and work to draw inspiration from in terms of coaching and and also i think what what is so fascinating about coaching is it's not about me again it brings me back to what i said at the beginning my job is to let everyone find their truth. And so a lot of times coaching, for those of you who've never been in a coaching container, coaching is not some authoritative figure telling you what to do and saying, this is the way, and this is what you should do. It's about, hey, here's a blockage or here's a blind spot. What's your most empowered vision for this? What do you want to do? What can you do? What practices will bring you through the blockage or make you realize what your capacity is or what you can do about this? or what you're willing or not willing to accept, et cetera, et cetera. So it's such a beautiful collaborative relationship and container. And I am forever grateful that I stumbled upon Leila Martin 2014 at the airport in Copenhagen, a fucking Facebook ad that changed my life. And that started off everything. I clicked the ad, went through her funnel, <laughs> bought the course, did the course, and that was the starting point for everything. And I left nursing and became a sex coach. And yeah. And lived orgasmically ever after. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me think what you said about, you know, it's hard to remember what life was like before. Because for me, I gave birth recently, about six and a half months ago. And two weeks after giving birth, three weeks after giving birth, I was having sex again. and. Not because I wanted to be a good wife and satisfy my husband. No, because I honestly wanted to be sexual and have sexual pleasure and reclaim or sort of re reclaim and rehabilitate my sexual center and vagina and vulva with pleasure and with sex and invite my sexual identity back into 
the bedroom and into the space. And my husband is also very horny because, to be honest, I look like a fucking goddess when I'm pregnant and postpartum. So I'm going to own that. <laughs> and, and we have a very strong cultivated sexual and erotic uh, attraction between me and my husband. And so he was very horny. And it just, again, with the mirror neurons, it just, it just picked it up. And I was like, mm, mm, yes, I want, I want that too. And accept your invitation. And a lot of people I know, women react with a sense of like, why would you do that? Why can't you just sort of leave her alone? Why do you have to be sexual? Why is there always so much pressure on the woman? Give her a fucking break. Like this is the one time in a woman's life where she doesn't need to be pressured for sex. And I'm like, no, you got it all wrong. Like this is when I want pleasure more than any time in the world because that's my medicine. That's my rehabilitation. That's my go-to. That's my feel-good place. And because I've been doing this work, a pleasure stuff for a decade, it's the most natural thing for me to lean into. I lean into my willingness to experience pleasure for I know it's good for me. I know it is for me. And I know how to guide my husband and say, all right, babe, this is not the time for you to fuck me hard and make me go to slut town and break my pussy and call me a slut. Like, there's another time and space for that. And you know, I love going there. But today, I need you to transform your penis into a healing magical wand and fill me up with your most present, loving energy and make my pussy feel like the goddess she is. And he did that. And I cried when we made love for the first time after I gave birth. It felt like I could release tension that was in my vagina. It was beautiful. It was super tender. I told him, I don't know why I'm crying, but it just feels so tender. And like, I am letting go of something, uh, an experience, but I'm also welcoming something new in. And I was, you know, there was just so much happening because I'd been through such a significant life-altering experience giving birth. And it was beautiful. And so when I have sex in that way, and when sex is possible to be had in that way, I'm like, no, you don't understand because I'm not just opening my hole so I can be fucked by some dude. I'm literally practicing the deepest, most valuable, rewarding act of love for my body. And it's a physical meditation and it's the most beautiful self-care. So yeah. that's why I have sex two weeks after giving birth. Um, and that's why I'm horny and able to lean into it and say yes to it. And also say no. Yeah. Yeah. So say no. I say no. Of course I say no. I said no last night. No, I, we need to order food online. We can't have sex tonight. We have to get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no time. But it's not because I'm armored up and closed off and shut down. It's because... That's yeah. Sometimes it's, um, sometimes I am also armored up if I'm not connected to him or myself. But yeah, it's a sexually embodied and open and confident woman. She's just another type of creature. And I yeah. see that creature in you. And I see that creature coming alive in all of the women in Shameless. Hey there. One more quick thing. On Sunday, February 25th, I am running the second session for the three-session event, Pussy Power Orgasm Edition, that is currently happening. It's free. If you didn't join the first session, you can still join the second session. Just sign up below. In the show notes, there's a link. You'll be sent the recording of the first session. Watch that before the second session or don't watch it and just show up for the second session on Sunday. Either way is fine. I'm sure you're going to get what you need you're gonna get what you came for it's an amazing free party online we dance we talk about sex we talk about orgasms we talk about all the things you want to talk about but have no one to talk to with and there's a beautiful sisterhood vibe and experience 
and I would love to connect with you. So sign up, join. It's free. If you can't be there live, you'll get the recording. Yada, yada, yada. Do it, bitch. (laughs) You want your pussy power. You want your orgasms. I know it. That's what you're here for. So get it. It's free. I just want to celebrate what you said somewhere along the way of talking about your relationship with your husband, which is that we've cultivated a sexual and erotic aliveness together. And the word cultivated, like to me, it speaks to the conscious intent and the work to remain erotically charged together. After 10 years. Damn, girl. I mean, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And if we ever break up, it's not because of sex. I can tell you that. Right, right, right. Which is one of the main reasons people split up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also the sex is a symptom of something else not working. So obviously uh-huh. they're related. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted yeah. you. But yeah, no, it's okay. So in my journey in Shameless, you've seen different waves and iterations of my experience with my husband, which is that I have a I mean, <laughs> thanks to the awakening my inner beast and goddess and shameless erotic creature my appetite is bigger you know and it's wider and it just feels like i'm able to bring what i want to the surface without expecting someone else to approve of it someone else being my husband in the past when i did that and i was like hey my libido's back i'd like to do these things and he just shut it down so hard but the but but left the door open to do work together you know to like we can study and up-level in sex. Okay, fine. Let's find a teacher. Okay, fine. Like, that was sort of the vibe back then. And and now we're grappling with, okay, I've got this much higher level of desire and much higher level for novelty. And he does not. And it's very clear that he does not. And we've had so many conversations, shameless conversations, about, like, the what-so of our relationship. Like, okay. Faith likes this. She's interested in exploring kink. She's never given herself permission to do that before. Do I want to tie her up? No. Do I want to be tied up? No. Do I want to really spank her and and give her impact play? No. Do I? Yes. And is it okay? And so we, you know, like iteratively and cyclically would, would have these conversations where I would come to him and be like, so is it okay if someone who's very experienced in shibari and the art of Japanese rope tying, if they tie me up, would that be okay with you? And I would have clothes on. Is that okay? The playground doing this kind of work in shameless gets bigger. The playground of our bodies, the playground of our desires, the playground, like we realize, like, holy shit, I could really have what I want, but what do I want? Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the biggest question. So when we, when we stop, bringing our attention outwards all the time and we start bringing our attention inwards we create space for ourselves to want and for our our desires to matter then it's like okay well i desire kinkier experiences and my husband is a very clear no maybe we can negotiate a middle zone where i get to play with other people which which we did and and it's amazing it has been so fun to widen my playground and to realize, like, I mean, Erica, I'm telling you, like, psychedelic level experiences with no drugs, like my body, just like the ability to feel different sensations from people who are maestros of sensation, sensation play, which is like different kinds of touch and texture. I mean, I, if, you, if you're like, well, Faith, why don't you tell me about your most specific psychedelic scene? I would be, I could do that. And it's, it's amazing. It's like a dream. But to be able to experience these things and allow myself to open with this sense of safety with people feels incredible. It feels like I'm in this like second maidenhood of my life, but I'm, a, but I'm not in the maiden phase. I'm, I'm very clearly a mother. And yet with this new sense of safety, and this new sense of trusting myself and being able to come to these different people and experiences and negotiate a scene with somebody that's like, I'm into sensual impact. I don't want 
super hard. I think before I became involved in the kink scene here, I didn't know much about it. I was mostly like Fifty Shades of Grey kind of thing. And I knew that there was something in that that I liked and wanted and was attracted to, but I wasn't well-versed in the culture of it beyond that. And as I've become more connected and made friendships with people and learned from different parties, it's been this opportunity for me as it feels like a maiden to come to come forth and be like, I see what you do with other people. I would like to have a scene with you. Let's do a sensual impact scene with floggers and spankings and like through experience learning what I like. Like I like thuddy spanking rather than stingy spanking and do not use that whip on me. I am not interested in the sting that that would bring. But you can use that paddle. At least try it and I'll let you know. And what surprises me about doing scenes like this within a container that feels totally safe for me and with people that feel totally safe to me that I have relationships with, my body can relax. I had no idea, Erica, that getting tied up would make me feel at the end like I had just gone to the spa. Who knew? Like I had like this intuitive gut draw to this world, but I didn't cognitively know because I had no experience. And the same thing for an impact play scene, to just be able to let my body receive and melt. My nervous system likes it. Who would have known that? Who like, you know, and it's such a gift to be able to now know this is what this feels like. There have been some cathartic experiences where the second time I got tied up and I got permission from John, my husband, to be like, can, can he give me a spanking while I'm tied up? Like, I'd like to kind of blend the two and see what that feels like. And I got permission and we did. And I was weeping with homecoming and gratitude and joy and relief. So I feel like being in a container like Shameless is a gift that we give ourselves to say yes to ourselves and our desires, trusting that they will go where they need to go, where they want to go, and that it's safe. It's safe for us to to desire and to create what we want in this world. Mm. Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. I love how you light up when you talk about this. I love how much respect and reverence and love you have for John and the the evolution of your relationship that has taken place through you being so honest and real with him. Because I think that's what happened in so many long-term relationships is that we start to more and more put these filters in facade and it just layers and layers and layers on top of each other. And then we drift apart. But in your case, you have been realizing more and more who you are and letting that come forth in the relationship and say, like you said, I have wants, I have desires. And that's why I named the program Shameless, not because I want us all to look shameless in whatever like stereotypical slutty shameless attire. It's about a shamelessness of who you are, which is goes so much deeper than any physical appearance, anything, lipstick. And that's just not at all. It's about the essence of who you are and finding it and then having that fucking courage to show up for it and say, okay, I will trust my desires. And just like you said, I don't know where they will bring me. I don't even know what they truly are yet, but I am going to peel off the layers to find them. And when I do, I will commit to them and having the hard conversations and testing it out little by little. And that's what I've seen you do. And I remember there was one moment on a call when I, while you were sharing and celebrating, I looked up in the calendar. I said, it's been almost exactly a year since you first voiced your curiosity or your desire to do this. In a year, you have created it. And this is so monumental, this moment. And it was, it was so beautiful. And that's why I, I love working with people over a longer period of time because we have time to actually go from like, conception to birth in a way like the idea formulating or the desire the first very tingle of a desire coming through and you're like i don't even know what that is i'm scared uh, uh, like and then little by little creating that safety within yourself within your container within your community within your relationship letting it transform and be birthed in a way and 
you you mentioned the time perspective of of faith five years ago to now, but I have this time perspective of like faith pre kink to now, and she's like, I love this version of faith. <laughs> she's fun. She's radiant. You were radiant before, but like this just does not compare. I'm telling you, I I really feel like it's a the the thought that came to my mind was that there's this renaissance of kink going on. And when I say that, I mean, like, this is a community that values consent more than any I've ever been a part of. And I think it gets such a bad rap from people looking in on the outside as being scary or intense or like non-consensual or like people who are somehow dysfunctional or suffering from mental illness. And it is the exact opposite of that I'm finding. And I think that so many of us are are curious and hungry and like, what's behind that curtain? I kind of want to know and I kind of want to experience it. I mean, I'm experiencing a resurgence and I live in a town where there's like multiple kinky sub-communities, you know? And I'm like, wow, this is the whole scene. And, you know, I'm so grateful that I live in a place where there is this sense of variety and aliveness within this community and just the sense of safety like speaking to that sense of safety i've noticed i don't know if you've ever noticed this with your cycle but when i am tense and something stressful is going on my cycle my menstrual cycle will wait to drop like it won't it won't come until that stressful thing is done and then I remember when I was doing chemotherapy for six months, I didn't have a menstrual cycle. It typically, your body is dealing with so much intensity that it chooses to take that offline. And it knows like, this is not where we need to put our energy. Like, we're just going to handle this like onslaught of toxicity that you're pouring into us. And I finished chemo and a week later, I got my period. It was like my body knew you're done. You can relax now. And then my period came back. And I had an experience a couple of weeks ago doing an, a really beautiful sensual impact scene with, with a friend of mine. And Erica, it was so good and juicy. And I just remember like it, it felt like my body could finally let go and let down and just relax and receive and trust and be enveloped, that the next day, kind of out of the blue, my period came. And I was like, create safety and this sense of acceptance and love. And that is actually another piece I wanted to mention from what you were saying. I think that one of the most powerful things when I look back on this journey was able to do, and with the kind of support that you get in Shameless, it's just accepting myself as I am. So instead of, I think, early, like, muggle faith would, like, read Fifty Shades of Grey and came to my husband and was like, can you be more dominant? Can you, like, be a little more aggressive in the bedroom? And something's missing. And I'm just, something's missing. Can you fix it? <laughs> and then fast forward, I feel like there's this real sense of me having settled into myself, into my desires, into, like, the solidness of who I am. And accepting myself. I am a kinky woman. I like lots of different kinds of sexual expressions, you know? And I'm like, that's who I am. And then from this place of self-acceptance and love, I mean, really self-acceptance, that's like the thing, to be able to come to my husband and be like, okay, I really want to get tied up and spanked. I really do. Is there a way that, that that can work within our marriage? Okay, not with you. Well, is there a way that that can work with someone else that has experience and delights in this? Great. There's something about self-acceptance and not expecting him to accept me. But, but when I accept myself, he is like welcomed into that field of acceptance. But when I'm still like, I don't know, I'm weird. I don't know if kink is okay. Like, am I going to get judged? Is, is this not allowed? Like when I come with that energy of trepidation and fear, he's just going to react with his own instinctive, no, 
I'm not injured. Like, I don't want to go there. And so when we can identify, create a space in a container like this to identify what it is that we want truly and accept it and sort of bring that shameless energy to like, oh, this is what I want. I want more time with women. I want more beds alone. And I want you to do more bedtimes with the kids. This is what I need. It's easier for our partners to step in and help give us what we desire. 100%. And I love the sentiment of that applied also to just anyone's pleasure experience. You know, the same thing can be said about pleasure in partnered, specifically heterosexual dynamics, where women are oftentimes like, you don't pleasure me right. You don't even know where the clitoris is and eh, you don't fuck me right. Most of those women don't know how to fuck themselves properly, don't know the full spectrum of their pleasure capacity and how to really access those mystical transcendental states of sex and what touch brings them there and haven't unlocked the cervix themselves first like no one can do that for you no one can take you further kind of if you haven't owned those parts of yourself other people can of course facilitate like you can't spank yourself for example yeah right right you need sometimes you need the tools or the hands or the guidance or the the physicality of someone else helping you but in terms of that dissatisfaction and that feeling of like something's not right, oftentimes as women, also because of our conditioning and programming, we want the man to solve it for us and they can't. And it's not their job. That goes for safety. That goes for our orgasms. Yes, a good lover is very different from a bad lover, an attentive lover or a non-attentive lover. But like when it's that generic feeling of like something's not working, but honey, have you really masturbated? Have you really self-pleasured? Have you really stepped into that intention of like, I'm gonna get to know every little part of myself and really learn how to satisfy myself or really, really, really open myself up to the possibility that it's possible and I'm willing to become my own best lover and so shameless in owning that. And Mm -hmm. that's a completely different energy and vibe to bring to a partner and say, hey, can we partner in this? I need your help. I need your fingers. I need your penis. I need you to use the dildo. I need you to help me with the glass dildos. I need, I, I really want, maybe I don't need, but I really want. Do you want to? Yes, no. Let's collaborate. That same sentiment of how you showed up, really owned that and became so autonomous and so confident in your agency. That's a superpower and that's applicable on, on just like regular pleasure not just like kink in this uh, particular situation. So I love that. And I love that for you. And I'm so, so glad that we, we made that happen and you made it happen and you and John made it happen and that it's um, improved your quality of life so much. And yeah, who knew, right? Talk yeah. I definitely believe and teach and hold that, that space for an embodiment of that BDSM kink can be another form of like tantra another form of yeah transcendental play definitely 100 percent. imagine if we gave birth in that same way with doctors and healthcare professionals respecting the the birthing person the woman with that same level of respect as there is in that consent how you talk about consent in that way that's the vision anyway We're going to wrap up. Is there lastly anything you want to say? We've talked about so many incredible things in a very organic way. This conversation has flowed and it just brought us to different places. Is there anything you feel you want to say before we wrap up? Well, thank you to Layla Martin for advertising in Sweden (laughs) on Facebook so that Erica Alsborn would buy your... (laughs) program and begin her journey to sexual slutty reclamation so that she could be the audacious leader and erotic facilitator that she is thank you universe for (laughs) creating like a moment in time now where women have the freedom and the safety to explore this and and give ourselves the gift of developing this aspect of who we are and not just continuing with the 15 year old this is how you do it 
Thank goodness. So I'm just filled with gratitude. Mm, me too. Me too. Layla and I joked about it. I think it was last year. We, we were like, how long has it been? When is our anniversary? <laughs> and I went back into my emails and checked. Actually, the day I signed up for her um, newsletter and it was 20. So yeah, it's our 10 year anniversary this year. <laughs> and my 10 year anniversary of being on a holistic sexuality path. And yeah, thank goodness for that for so many different reasons. And gratitude is definitely a main feeling inside of me thinking about the past, the present and the future. Mm. I'm just bowing down like I, I'm doing I'm doing this for you and for your willingness to create these containers for us to step into. And I think healing from cancer which I started doing in your slut academy. And then I rolled into shameless after that and then finished chemo as shameless was beginning. It's like, I look back and I take out the experience of being in slut academy and the experience of being in shameless. If I were to take those two containers out of my life, going back to that period of time, I feel so much sadness. I feel grief because like the level of coherence and freedom and expression and aliveness and my inner matching my outer feels so powerful and if i wasn't in slut academy or shameless during this time i think i would still in many ways be the woman that you described of like you need to please me there's something wrong with you something's missing you fix it and the ability to to be in a space where i can really take responsibility for my own pleasure and my own satisfaction and my kinky satisfaction. It feels like such a gift. So thank you for for creating these spaces for us to step into and become who we've always wanted to be. Pleasure. <laughs> my honor. Thank you. Mm. I think that's the perfect ending. So I'll, I'll stop here. Okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.